Hello and welcome to the Tilly Judge with me, Michael Hennessy, wishing you a happy and healthy new year and for better things to come in 2021. New crops are always welcome on farm and tillage growers are generally quick to take them on. Rye is a new crop and it's been grown on farms for the last couple of years with some success. However, as with all crops, there is lessons to be learned on how to get the best from this crop on your farm. In this podcast, we're joined by Kieran Collins, a tillage specialist, and Conor Kavanagh, a Chogs advisor in Tipperary, and also Jared O'Mara, a farmer from Tipperary. I first asked Jared to give a short description of his farm. Jared and uh, Patrick O'Mara, that's my father, we're farming together. Um, we've kind of roughly 200 hectares. Uh, divide into winter barley, spring barley be the main crop, mostly from Alton, uh, a little bit of winter wheat, uh, growing a bit of fodder wheat as well, and a bit of uh, oats or flavins. Um, we also uh, have a beef enterprise as well, um, but we'd be predominantly tillage would be the main name of the game really. So that's where we are. So you have a good, you have a good varied kind of crop and scheme out there already. So. You obviously have grown a little bit of rye in the past, but why did you decide to get into growing rye? Uh, well, I tell you, it was after 2018. It was very dry, as you know, and some of our land is light enough. And I was actually speaking to Tim O'Donovan from SeedTech, and he said, the spring valley actually was very poor here, both on straw yield and grain yield. And he just said, a few people, he said, I tried the rye. And he said, it might be of interest to you because it's a fairly good area here for straw. Uh, for sales wise so um, I tried 14 acres anyway and um, yeah look that was in 19 and we had it again last year 20 so we've, we've two years under our belt um, yeah look it passed out winter wheat the two years on yield and the straw a lot of straw in it too which kind of suits what we're at anyway um, so um, it's kind of half replaced a little bit of spring barley and we've cut back on winter wheat. So, and we've increased our acreage from 14 last year. We're going up to 16 now. So, uh, a little bit of a gamble. But look, we think, as I said, I've cut back on winter wheat and maybe cut back on a little spring barley as well. So, that's kind of where it's fitting in. Okay. And, Jared, when you talked about the, the, the markets for, for straw, which is obviously quite strong down in Tipperary, but um, in terms of that market, has it changed? Is, is, it, is it easy enough to market the straw or, or indeed the grain? Uh, well, the grain, the first year in 19, there was actually, there was no interest in it really. Um, Tim O'Donovan, um, we had to try a bit. I actually kept it myself in 19. Uh, I used it myself and I kept a small bit of it in 20. But last year, I think 2020, um, dairy goals were very anxious to take the rest of it, which they did. And Plan B after jumping on the bandwagon now as well. So going forward, I don't think there's going to be an issue with the grain. Straw-wise, um, very, very similar to six-row winter barley straw. Very similar to it now. So, I don't know, the wheat and straw barley straw really, but uh, I have no problem with anyone anyway, so that's all I know. And, and the reports coming back from people who are buying their straw, is it is it is it mopping up and bedding pretty much the same, if you like, as, as barley straw? I'd say most of the straw, to be honest, that I'm saying is actually for feeding, really. Uh, and I never, I don't really grow enough wheat and straw to feed, so a lot of those were just feeding barley straw. So I suppose the rye is just fitting there anyway, so uh, it's not really an issue. So that's look, that's where we are at the minute anyway. Okay, 
So you obviously have a bit more in for, for Harvest 2021. Um, I do. Looking, looking a little bit past that, Ger, do you think um, rye is going to be a part of your cropping scheme you know, for the next two or four years? Well, look, um, the, way, the way we kind of look at it is every acre has to stand up for itself and every crop has to stand up for itself. And like if you were doing an overall, maybe a five-year average on every crop, winter wheat in particularly, for the cost of growing it, like it was averaging just over four tons. Got a few five tons from time to time. But like the expenses now, especially this year with the lower tenure gone, I, I just don't think it's at the races. The arrival was coming in a lot cheaper to grow it and yielding better. So I can see, I'm back actually to tw- just over 20 acres of winter wheat. And so we'd have been traditionally, God, I would have had 150 acres of wheat. So I'll tell you where that's gone. So the rye, I think, will be slotting in instead of the wheat. Yes. I think that really gives a, a, a flavor of your um, your farm and your experience of it. So look, that's great. So Kieran, I just want to ask you just a little bit about growing uh, winter rye. Um, some of it's obviously in the ground at the moment, but uh, is it mostly suitable for winter or spring cultivation, rye in a general sense? Yeah, Michael, most of the current rye varieties are, are hybrid winter varieties. So, yes, we're talking about, about autumn planting, really. Um, now, the current varieties are capable of de- delivering very high yields, just as, as Ger said there, broadly in a range between maybe 10 and 12 tonnes per hectare. I suppose one thing to note, KPH would generally then maybe three or four points behind what you might typically get with, with winter wheat. So, yeah, so one in the winter. And then I suppose the other feature of rye then is that it is highly resistant to uh, the take-all fungus so it is suitable to grow maybe in that sort of take all slot that you would that you would have in the autumn okay it's that kind of third fourth kind of wheat somewhere in there yeah and i suppose maybe to maybe replace maybe a second wheat um and as jerry said there even even to replace wheat maybe in general in some cases um you know and i suppose it does give that advantage as well of lengthening that rotation in the autumn you know where you can get in another cereal crop maybe before you'd you'd go back to a break crop okay i just want to just uh, come across to you connor and just ask you about when you're planting uh, winter rye in the autumn, what's the sowing dates for that? Is it around, is it clashing with everything else or is it slightly different? No, I suppose the big benefit of sowing rye, Michael, is basically you can probably start setting it a small bit earlier than you should your, your winter barley. You're probably talking around middle of September to the end of October would be suitable for, for, for setting the crop, which is um, which getting it in that small bit earlier than, than your winter barley. It'll just give you a bit more time and it's generally going in in reasonably good conditions from the middle to the end of September and it gets off to a good start. And Kieran, obviously this rye is another cereal crop, um, but why exactly should a grower decide to throw out winter wheat or, 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 or oats or indeed barley um, in preference to rye? Well, I suppose, first of all, it's a bit more crop diversity, you know, which is obviously good in in the rotation. Um, and as Jared kind of commented there, I suppose there are lower risks associated with rye in some, we'll, we'll say lower disease risks anyway, certainly compared to winter wheat and, and winter barley. So obviously septoria is an issue in wheat and ramillaria is an increasing problem in, in winter barley with the loss of, of, of chlorotalanin. So I, I think there are two, re, a big, that is one big 
area where farmers might consider rye. And also, like I said earlier on, it does give that opportunity to lengthen that rotation, getting another cereal in maybe before you would you would go back to a break crop. And I suppose the other one then is, and Ger sort of mentioned it there as well, is certainly it would have a lower cost per ton than other cereals. And I'm not saying that it's a it's a cheap crop to grow, but it would have a lower cost per ton because of its high output. And so when you say that, because it has, I suppose it is being talked about out there as being the low input crop, you're saying that's not necessarily the case. No, no, certainly not. I, I suppose you'd kind of regard the costs when you look at them, they'd be sort of comparable to winter barley, you know, with higher output. So that would be, and that's higher output in terms of both grain and, and, and straw. Um, like in terms of inputs, we control, it'd be very similar to wheat and barley normally done in, in the autumn. And like your phosphorus and potassium would be based on offtakes. And given that you have high offtakes, you know, um, you, you, you probably will have slightly increased rates of, of, of P and K. Now, the nitrogen rates would be less, um, probably somewhere in the range of maybe 15 to 20% less than what you would use on, on winter wheat. And then on disease control, um, you know, it's relatively straightforward, really. Brown rust and powdery mildew are probably the most common and they're quite easily controlled. So your fungicide costs certainly would, would, would be less. Um, and you would spend a little bit more on growth regulation then because obviously of the height of the crop. And maybe just coming across to you, Connor, just in terms of, you know, drawbacks to the crop um, and, and, and PGR, as in Kieran mentioned it there a second ago, is there... Is that an issue in terms of keeping the crop standing or is there any other issues out there that growers should be aware of? Um, yeah, I suppose lodging is probably the biggest issue as, as we all found um, last year's harvest was quite difficult with the with the storms. But it, from, from talking to George, he said it stood up uh, and it was an awful lot easier to harvest than, than, than winter wheat. There was an awful lot less head loss than grains on the ground, but it just took a small bit longer to harvest because there was an awful bulk of straw going through the combine. But so lodging is the biggest issue there, and um, you have to be very accurate with your uh, with your uh, growth regulator application. Then you're probably looking at three three uh, PGRs on the crop. And um, the other one then is uh, is ear got there, an ear got fungus there, which would affect the the the, the grain and the, the head the head of the of the rye. And um, I suppose the biggest issue there is um is to incorporate rye into a into a good rotation and have have break crops and cover crops in in, in place, not to be continuously growing rye year after year. Connor mentioned there the harvesting of it uh, versus harvesting winter wheat. Um, it doesn't go down, but it did. It, it broke maybe halfways, um, but very little heads in the ground versus winter wheat, and it, it, it survived that storm. Emma, I think it was a lot better than winter wheat or certainly spring barley. So, you know, if it survived that, it's fairly versatile. Um, now, it is hard to cut. There's a lot of volume in it. And you would be going about half the speed cutting that as you will winter wheat. That is the only thing. You have serious volume of straw. So it, it is, harvesting isn't, isn't simple now. That would be the only thing. But look, you, you can't have, you, you know, you can't have volume and that's just it. And you have it, you have it. And, um, but it's just not simple. That's the only thing I would say. We'd actually cut one way this year. You'd actually really need a side knife. I didn't have one, but if you had one, I think you'd have no problems. But just, just be mindful. But look, that storm, like it was as bad as one could imagine coming in August. So, if it battled that, I think it's a fairly safe crop in my mind, anyway. So, if a farmer then, Kieran, is considering maybe um, planting rye, winter rye for next year, as in it'll be into September uh, 2021, 
what sort of preparations should the farmer be making at the moment so that they're kind of set up reasonably well to, to, to take best advantage from right? Well, I suppose, first of all, really, is that there needs to be a market in your area. That's that's the first thing. So maybe to investigate that, whatever your area you're in, you know, are the local merchants willing to to take rye? You know, that, that obviously would be the first thing and have an agreement in place before you even consider growing the crop. And I suppose, secondly, then, you know, I would advise people just to go and talk to other farmers that are growing rye like Jer, you know, talk to them about their experiences and, you know, see what you can learn from, from them. And then I suppose finally maybe just make sure that it does fit your your sort of cropping rotation and that you know say so be probably the key points if you're if you're considering it for next year. Okay, have a have a look and go and see it and and, and keep an eye on the crop locally would be a, probably a, a great plan. Um, Connor, I just want to come back to you. Um, and and Jared mentioned a little bit about um the markets that he had for his farm. It, locally in Tipperary, um, is there any other markets that you're aware of there that that, that farmers are selling into? Yeah, there is. There's, um, there's actually a number of co-ops other than um, the two that George mentioned actually have, have contracts in place to take in rye and, uh, and to process and put it into feed. Um, I suppose the important thing is to maybe talk to, talk to the, the co-op reps and see, see if they are actually have the contracts in place or a market for it. And I suppose a big thing that um, has come in the past is uh, basically whole crop, and whole, crop, um, whole crop winter wheat, whole crop winter barley, with whole crop rye is probably a more favourable option both of them as it's a as it's a higher yielder there's more straw there's more bulk in it and obviously slightly cheaper to grow than, than winter wheat so it is a very good whole crop option if we did come across a, a very dry year again so there would be a market there for it as well and kieran just in terms of is there any research done in ireland that regards feeding rye to to uh, ruminants or monogastrics or anything out there what's the uh, there, there is some some initial work done by Peter Lawler in a research officer there at, at, at Moor Park on pig diets, and I suppose the conclusion there was that growth rates were excellent. Uh, these would be in finisher pigs, and that like the rye could be considered a safe ingredient for use in, in in finisher pig diets. And when they looked at the chemical analysis there, the forecast value of rye was that of about ninety four percent of the value of wheat. So, you know, it is it could be used as a substitute for wheat in in finisher pig diets based on on that you know and this was also to mention just in terms of the markets that there, there also is a market there for the distilling industry as well and that's something that has that has been looked at and and hopefully something that would that will grow as well michael what we're really saying then is rye is is a pretty flexible crop both from on the farm type scenario but also from the marketing point of view from distilling to pigs to ruminants uh, and even back into whole crop uh, connor as you were saying there as well so it looks like it's a real option for the future for farmers. Thanks very much, guys. Um, delighted you could you could uh, join us today and um, have a chat about rye. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. Thanks very much. That's all we have time for. My thanks to Jared, Connor, and Karen for joining me on the podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more farming information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening, and join me next time for the latest episode of the Tillage Edge.